Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And let's just take a moment to relax and gently focus in anything that's been going on during your day, anything that you've been thinking on, whether it's been good or bad, just let it fall by the wayside and just remind yourself, make yourself available to God. He's always there. He's in you, around you, through you. You are a spirit that is part of God. You don't need to get his attention. You don't need to you don't need to inform him of your problems or even your victories or what's going on around you, your circumstances. He created those circumstances for you, so he's fully aware of what's going on in your life. Isn't it interesting, though, that that's how we spend so much of our relationship with God is telling him, This is what's going on. This is what I need. This is what I need you to do. We're not really good at listening. We're not really good at being aware. This is part of what we're learning right now. Because as you become more and more available to God and have your supernatural, your solical senses, quickened, your spiritual awareness will automatically increase. It can't help it because all you're really doing is you're returning to your original state of being where your spirit, your soul, and your body are perfectly aligned and eternal life flows through without hindrance. That's where we're returning to, where the eternal life comes from God through your spirit, through your soul, through your body, without interference. So it's going to be more restful, more more like home. We're returning to that original state where we receive, we are first partakers of that eternal life. So as, you know, picture it as water, as your, your soul is like a sponge, as your soul soaks up that water, it changes. It becomes and it takes the form of what it was originally meant to be. So all the little nooks and crannies get filled by spirit, by eternal life, by the kingdom. So whatever is in those nooks and crannies is enlivened, is energized, is filled to be what it was created to be. It's not something new. The abilities you have in your soul are not new. You were born with them. And maybe even before then. We don't know if we had a soul and a spirit before we had a body. Just 
really don't know at this point. That'd be a good question to ask. That'd be a good question to, to pose before God and ponder. Not that we're going to get an answer. We might. There's an expectation. But remember that your spirit already knows the answer. Your spirit is not limited by time or expectation or belief, but is one with God already. Now, we don't want to get distracted, and this is why God very often doesn't talk to us, doesn't answer our questions, because it will distract us and feed into other areas where he wants us to focus on what he's doing in in a particular area. So he's bringing healing and and freedom and truth as part of the process of restoring our soul. He's not giving us a new soul. He's not giving us a new body. He's restoring our soul. That means it was there, it was connected before. It was in a right relationship with our spirit before. Before what? Don't know. But he's restoring our soul to a right relationship with our spirit. Now he's doing that. But in the meantime, we are learning to live and move and have our being as a spirit being. And and as we do that, more questions come up. More wonderings, you know, an expansion. And sometimes it's outward. You know, how does how does this work? How does the supernatural work? How does the soulical work? What is the soul? Sometimes it's inward. Why did God let me make these mistakes? Why did God let this circumstance happen in my life? How come God doesn't do this, that, the other thing? Those are both part of the same process, the right and the left hand of God. God created the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. It's on the same tree, and God created it. And its knowledge is in the soul. It's about understanding. Now, what's interesting is that knowledge does not change us. God changes us. So trying to figure things out for ourselves, hungering and thirsting after knowledge, what other people think, even what what God wants to reveal, that's not going to satisfy us. That's not going to change us. That's not going to heal us. Only God does that. But those things can draw us to ask him. So we put these questions before him and wait and wait and ask again. Now, sometimes he will say, okay, enough. Let's move on to something else without answering, without giving us the information we're asking for. And what do we do? Well, we move on to the next thing. 
But until he does that, we learn persistence. We ask, you know, respectfully to our beloved God, you know, I'm still waiting. I'd still like to know how this works. How does the solical realm interact with the supernatural realm? Is it made of the same stuff? Does every creature in the supernatural realm have its own realm? Or do angels and demons share the same realm? Things like that. What that does is it gives God the opportunity to draw us and draw out our senses, to create an increasing awareness. Because, again, think about your, your natural senses. How did you learn to use them? By experience. How do you know what burnt toast smells like? Because you burnt toast. How do you know what a, a, a rainstorm smells like? Because you went walking in a rainstorm. How do you, whatever smell you want to think of, how did you learn what it smelled like? Because you experienced it. Same way with, you know, picture a rainbow. How do you know what a rainbow looks like? How can you picture it? Because you've seen it. Your doorbell. You know what your doorbell sounds like because you've heard it. It's by experience. So God is going to teach you the same principle about your supernatural, your soulical senses by experience. Now, our solical senses are not the same as our natural senses. But until you could understand that, for instance, when I say, what does that look like? You know to, you're using visual. You know you're using your eyes to see. But that's something you learned. You weren't born knowing, okay, when I look at something, this is what I see, and this is what it looks like, and this is how I interpret it. You had to learn it, like with all your other senses. So this is God starts us where we're at, and then he expands it. And he, hopefully, we are intrigued. We are thirsty and hungry for more. We don't settle with the first step. We say, okay, now what? And he draws us in the direction he wants us to go. Now, we've been talking about asking the Lord for different drawings into what are commonly referred to as the gifts of the Spirit. We know we're not going to talk, to, talk about them like that. We're going to refer to them much more as abilities that are inherent in our soul, that are merely, that have gone dormant through lack of use. Well, we're going to start using them. We're going to, how do you start using them? By putting yourself in a position to see how they work. Assume, and this might be kind of helpful, 
Assume you have all the gifts. Assume you have all the abilities. They're all in your soul. So which do you want to practice? Which do you want to use? Don't worry about, you know, getting a telegram from God. Which sounds the most exciting to you? Which sounds like, oh, you know, I've always been intrigued by miracles. I'd like to create something from nothing. Or the gift of wisdom. I'd like to be able to help people. I'd like to be able to solve puzzles. I'd like to be able to answer questions, to know more. And this is the thing, is you don't need to, whatever it is you're interested in, whatever God is putting on your heart, don't worry about putting it into a category. Don't go, okay, well, I've always been intrigued in answering unanswered questions. Don't try to figure out, okay, now, which is that, Am I looking for wisdom? Am I looking for faith? Am I, what am I looking for? Don't worry about it. That's God's problem. Just know that that's a question. If that's where God's drawing you, that's a question that has an answer. Now, he may not give you that answer. This is, and this is part of our challenge, is very often, you know, we're, we are where we are. We very often think, okay, I want to get to point Z. To get there, I have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And we go step by step and we figure, okay, point B will follow point A. So we start with point A and then we look for point B. And then we look for point C. Well, that's not how God does things. We may think, okay, point Z is, you know, being able to, Answer what the mystery, the mystery question. You know, what is the unpardonable sin? You know, we can get into that. But whatever question you've got, that's your Z, is how to get there, how to have that information, how to solve that mystery. Well, very often, God just wants to draw your attention maybe away from what you're thinking about now. So you may go from point A to point B to point C to point G to point L to point Y back to point B. The whole point is to recognize that God is energizing and awakening the latent power that is in your soul. The abilities that are already there. He's stretching you, making you aware, even if consciously you're not able to go, okay, this is what's happening, this is what's happening. Because just like that, when you were just a little baby, you didn't know, okay, you, you didn't make yourself learn how to see. You didn't make yourself learn how to walk. You didn't, you didn't even feed yourself. Well, just like that experience, God is going to take care of creating opportunities that will stir up the abilities that are already within you. And let's talk just for a minute about prophecy. We're, and I'm not talking about a 
word from God about future events or even what's going on now. I'm talking about speaking the word of God. What is God saying to you? What encouragement is he giving to you? And maybe this is something you need to remind yourself on a regular basis. God wants you to succeed in this. This is your heritage. Having your soul reunited to your spirit, which will restore your soul to its original state of being, where all the abilities in your soul are functioning and working properly. This is your birthright. This is your heritage. Now, we're all stuck here on this earth. We have time constraints, and we have constraints of so many of them. We have enemies, not just, you know, demons and, you know, Satan and all that, but time and peer pressure and the the circumstances we're living in. I think that's one of the reasons we, we get so frustrated is because we never feel like we have enough time. But God stretches time. We are not, we have authority over time. And that's a whole nother, when you start thinking about how God created time, time is not spiritual. Time is a function of our natural state of being. And it's malleable. It's changeable. It depends on even gravity, how time functions. So it's it can be manipulated. It can be used. And these are how we do that is even something our soul knows how to do. So we can undo things and we can this is how we are even being restored and returned to our original state of being. And how God himself created time. He is not a function of it. This is why eternal life is totally separate than forever and ever and ages to come and the time that we're experiencing. It's totally eternal life has nothing to do with time. It has to do with the quality of God's life. So thinking about, okay, what is it that's intriguing to you? Write down scenarios, anything that comes to your mind. Thinking about, okay, yeah, I'd want to solve mysteries. Think about, okay, well, what mysteries? What mysteries are out there? And just let your mind wander. Let your emotions wander. Think about songs. Take a walk in the woods. What mysteries do you encounter? Ask the Lord, how do I, how does this work? You might wake up in the middle of the night with a, with a dream or a vision or a song or a memory. You may even have a memory of something you didn't experience, somebody else's memory, something that's going on that you're connecting with. Again, the goal is not to figure out 
how to solve mysteries. It's how to cooperate with God as he stirs up the abilities that are already within you. So he, you may be interested and intrigued about mysteries, and God may give you dreams. He may give you, he may stir up healing in you. And you go, okay, well then why am I so interested in mysteries? God only knows. It may be because you have a fear about something else or too much interest in something else or some belief system or wound that this is the only way he can get at, get at to restore your soul. So sometimes he distracts us over here by taking us from point A to point B to point X back to L, and over here, he's restoring our soul. He's speaking truth about how things work. So the goal is not to, for instance, if the Lord is, oh, I really want to learn about miracles. The goal is not to be able to perform miracles. The goal is to restore your soul. Just as we've talked about, okay, what is our purpose here on this earth? It's to become one, spirit, soul, and body. It's not to glorify God. It's, he doesn't need any glorification. He's, we are already fully glorifying him 100% all the time because we are one in him spiritually. God is never sitting on the edge of a cloud going, oh, nobody's paying me any attention. He honors himself. He glorifies himself. And because we are in him, we are honoring him. We are glorifying him. We don't need to worry about God's needs being met. Now, we, as a spirit being, have a, an enjoyment in honoring and glorifying God, but it's not a need. God is never, okay, since you haven't glorified me or honored me or whatever, I'm going to hold it against you. Never. Again, he's, he wants to encourage us. It's the goodness of God that draws us. He's restoring us. We get caught up in this whole, you know, I'm just a, a you know, Sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You were, but you're now a saint. You're a joint heir with Christ in the beloved. What are we doing? We're learning to be loved. It's a process. We're not used to it. But that's what's going on. And so take whatever it is that God is drawing you with, and spend time with it. Make, your, make appointments with yourself about it. But do it lightheartedly. This is not meant to be a burden. Now, if you enjoy challenges, yeah, it's a challenge. If you don't, it's not a challenge. Whatever suits you. Remember, the soul that God gave you is the one he wanted you to have. It's not broken. He's not going to take it away from you. He's not holding it against you. 
It's just your soul has really bad habits. And those bad habits keep you from being able to live and move and have your being in him. But that's all they are. And here's the thing with habits. Whether they're good or bad, we will continue them as long as they work. This is why God puts bad circumstances in our lives, is to show us the bad habits that we've been relying on. It's not just our weaknesses in our soul, but also our strengths. Anything we're relying on our soul, instead of spirit, instead of God. Anything we're trying to do without him. Well, I don't need you here, God. I can take care of this. I need you over here, but I don't need you over here. Any area where we are relying on our soul is an area where we are where we have a bad habit. So God makes those habits fail. Makes our efforts fail by putting us in bad circumstances and we've talked multiple times about the three main areas, our finances, our relationships and our health. Something keeps on popping up over and over again in one of those areas might be God trying to show you you got a bad habit here. Your soul has a bad habit. Not to, oh, I have to try harder, but he wants to talk to you about something that's going on there. You have a uh, a wound there that needs to be healed. You have uh, a belief that needs to be changed. You're tr- there's a truth, a lie there that you're believing instead of truth. So he's in the process of restoring our soul. We're in the process of, of becoming acquainted with it. How does our soul work? How does the solical realm work? How do our solical senses, our solical abilities work? They're yours. God gave them to you. It's, he gave your soul to you. It's, your, it's a gift he gave you. Don't be afraid to unwrap it. See how it works. Don't let it just sit on the shelf. We don't want to be ignorant of the gifts that God has given us, the abilities that he's already put in our soul. Instead, we embrace, we enjoy we are thankful and grateful. Again, it goes back to that attitude. You know you're, you're in a great place with God. You're open to hearing him when you are appreciative, when you can say thanks, God, when you're grateful, an attitude of gratitude. When, you're, when there's bitterness there, well, I don't even want to hear what he has to say to me. You know, he's, God's disappointed me. He's, he's let me do things I... You know, if I'd have known, I wouldn't have done. He, why did he let this happen to me? Why do good things, bad things happen to good people? When we're bitter and complaining, we're not open to hearing him. Now, he still is working on us. He doesn't give up on us. But that's where he starts, is, he, to, is, is our belief system. When we start believing those things, that he is, trying to make our life miserable because we deserve it or he likes enjoying that, he enjoys that, whatever. He's in the process of changing our beliefs so that our soul can be restored. Our soul can rejoice in him. Our soul can be reunited to our spirit. 
So wherever you are, don't worry about, okay, he, you know, I, he, he brought to my attention, attention, I really want to learn how to do miracles, and yet nothing's ever happened. Well, don't think nothing's ever happened because, again, he's probably working on something else. And you can say, okay, Lord, are you working on something else? Because laying it out, all we want to know is is to be to learn about our soul. God gave you this gift. How does it work? God gave you your body. How does it work? You know, you are responsible for your health of your body. You're also responsible for the health of your soul. Now, by that I mean, it's your you. It's not your body is not yours to give to someone else to be responsible for, like a doctor or the government health care system or a relative. Likewise, your soul is not something you can give to somebody else to to take care of, like your pastor or your spouse or your own belief system. Your soul is yours because you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. So hopefully we've addressed some things that have come up. If you've got any questions, feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.